Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So good morning, Charged Up Studio listeners. I am so glad you're here with us once again today. This is Dana Olivo, your host and CEO of Marketatomy LLC. So in a world where dreams are crushed, souls are forgotten, and rust never sleeps, our guest today is on a mission to ensure talented solopreneurs turn every business first impression into a second impression, where the sale happens. By raising their ROC or their return on conversion, conversation, return on conversation, so they can profit more without grinding more. My goodness, did we get into the marketing there? (laughs) After decades (laughs) on the corporate farm as a shy, introverted engineer, he realized that the cubicle could no longer contain him, so he escaped. It was a rocky road through the entrepreneurship in the financial and gym industries until he finally stopped ignoring his genius. Now he plays in, he plays in it profitably every day. When he's not digging for business gold, he flies airplanes, brews beer, woo, runs long-distance obstacle course races, and sets the bar low as a semi-professional comedian. (laughs) Not the funny kind. (laughs) Who knew all this about Why does everyone always laugh at that? (laughs) Everyone, when I say I'm not the funny kind of comedian, everyone laughs, and I don't. That that kind of, I say have a heart. That might hurt my feelings. I'm not supposed to be the funny kind. Have you done (laughs) stand-up? I've written stand-up. I haven't actually performed stand-up, but I've done improv. So. <laughs> oh, okay. David, my husband, went through some improv courses. So, so let's improv all is great. <laughs> so let's all give a warm, charged-up studio welcome to Josh Zeppis, the identity archaeologist. All right. Thank you. Honored to be here. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Okay, so you're you're starting out on a. Um, on a, uh, a whirlwind here with some of these questions that I've got for you. I have no, no idea what the hell they're going to lead into. <laughs> Nor do I, but let's see where it goes. Yeah, we're going to go with it. So the first one, professionalism is a poison. What is that? Yes. Yes. Professionalism is a poison. You know, professionalism is that thing that we do that when we introduce ourselves, we try and say the right thing at the right time, and we try and be all perfect in everything. Well, here's the problem, Dana, is we can't be perfect and human at the same time. So the more perfect we try and be, the more fake we're actually being. And that puts that weird 
gut feeling, right? Into the person we're talking to, it called our brand. And people start getting that like, oh, this isn't right. This guy's a little weird or this lady's, I'm not quite sure. Because my big thing is bringing humanity back to business. That's what this is all about. I fully agree with that. You know, I can't tell you how much I struggled being the perfect perfectionist in the early stages of my business, you know, and I can't tell you how many times people told me, you don't sound like yourself, Dana. This is not you. I know you, you know, you gotta, you gotta be yourself. Don't worry about being, you know, don't worry about what other people think so much. So that's right. Right. So you want to bring humanity back into business. Yes, for two reasons, actually. One, it's easier to be human and just to be yourself and tell the truth. Yeah. But it's also more profitable. People don't realize, they don't teach us in business school anymore, but people buy you first, your product second. Exactly. And if they don't buy you, they're not going to look at your product and service anyways. So it doesn't matter how great it is or how one, how much they need it. You're the first sale that's got to be made. So it's actually more profitable to be human. Well, people just... create relationships with the human being. They don't create relationships with the company. Correct. You know, so it's the human being. And, you know, that's why even in digital marketing, they say you're not marketing your business, you're marketing yourself. You want to brand yourself in digital marketing right. and social media. You know, so yeah, okay. Business and emotions do mix. Hmm. Yeah. When I went to school, I was told they don't mix. I was told, keep them separate, keep your professional life over here and keep your personal life over here and be two different people. And I was always like, wait a minute, I'm one person. So am I lying to my clients or am I lying to my family? Like, what is this separation of personal and business? I want to destroy that line. That's one of my missions. I want to, I want to eradicate the line between personal and business where one person we can be humans in business. Let's make that happen. So emotions and business do mix. Because by the way, every purchasing decision starts off as an emotional one. Yeah. It ends up logical, but it starts off emotional. Well, and I would think that, um, you know, if you keep the emotion out of it, that's where that self-sabotaging um, feeling comes in. Because what you are is you are putting on yes. a face. And you start thinking, you know, yeah. you know what's, you know, what's to, to say that they're not going to figure this out. It's like, it's like you said, you know, um, uh, what was it? Uh, lying. You said in the last one, uh, you talked about if we continue to, you know, if we continue to lie, eventually it's going to come out and you don't have to keep right. remembering. You can't, you don't have to keep remembering that lie, you know, that you're going to have to repeat over and over again. So that's right. It's easier to tell the truth. It's just easier and more natural to tell the truth. Yeah. And I would imagine most people, um, when they start talking emotion, it's, it's like you're showing, um, what can I say? Your weakness. I don't want to say vulnerability because it, even though it is vulnerability, they don't look at it as that they look at it as a weakness. All right? right. And we're under the understanding or the belief that in order to be an entrepreneur, you cannot be weak. That's right. So there's, there's mental toughness kind of, you don't want to be mentally weak, but emotionally you want to be open and available because here's the problem. When you're introducing yourself as a professional, 
you kind of put yourself on a pedestal versus the person you're speaking to. And that kind of makes you untouchable, makes you unapproachable. And it also, it doesn't help your brand. What you want to do is you want to hop off that pedestal. You want to put your arm around that person, like in with words or metaphorically, and you want to be on the same side of the table as them, not in front of them, not their boss, not preaching to them, not talking to them. So to do that, you've got to, your emotions have to come out. You, if, if you're not perfect, that actually makes them realize that like, oh, wow, this is a person. I can actually relate to this person because I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. You've got emotions. You get pissed off. You get unhappy. You get sad sometimes. That's not a weakness. Right. That's, that's honesty. That's actually will build the rapport a lot faster than being a robot. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I see your friends in your lap there. I've got one too. Yeah, this is, yep, this is Aubrey. He's a sweet potato with legs. He is huge. <laughs> is that a barn cat? <laughs> Maybe he was. I don't, we don't know. He <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a healthy boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Look at him. <laughs> oh, I've got one. It's all black with one little tuxedo white here. We call him. Oh, okay. Jason. Nice. <laughs> we have an all black one too called BK. He's somewhere else though. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, let's talk a little bit more about, you, you say we all must be a lighthouse. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So I, you know, I like lighthouses, but I like lighthouses not for what they do, but for what they don't do, which is a little weird. You know what lighthouses don't do, Dana? They don't go out into the sea and convince the ships to come to shore in the storm. They don't go out and leave a voicemail after voicemail after voicemail like we do for our prospects. They don't do that to the ship's phones. They don't take the ships out for a steak dinner and try and convince them, come on, come into shore. No, they just stand there. But they stand for something and they know what they stand for. They stand for safety, security, shoreline, everything those ships in distress need when the storm comes. I think if, what if you were the lighthouse? What if we were all a lighthouse and everyone, all the ships in distress, which is our prospects, the ones looking for us, they could see our light. They can see where to go to find the help that they need because they're out there drowning. They're capsizing. They're looking for your light. And if you don't shine your light, they can't find you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that analogy because it's true. You know, um, yeah, we, I mean, we can, we can, like you said, cast the light or, you know, show them the way we can show them the way to get the help that they need without having to chase them down. That's right. Um, as far as that's concerned. And yeah, it's, it's also like a homing pigeon or, or just a, um, what am I thinking? You know, the lighthouse is there. It's, you always yeah. know it's there. It's being able to focus yeah. on it. Yeah. But what we need is clarity. The light has to be clear and it's got to be powerful. And this really goes to brand. This is like, so many people are shy. They don't want to share their brand. They don't want to stand for something. Most people don't stand for anything. They just, why are you in business? I don't know. Make money. Like, what do you stand for? You've got to differentiate yourself. You, you've got a specific frequency of light that's got to shoot out. And so your people can find you. But most people, their light is off or their light is covered over or it's hazy or it's confusing or it's weird or it's not authentic. That yeah. just doesn't work. I've become more clear on my message and my vision, even though I had it all along, 
But over the last four or five years, I've become even more clear on how I, um, you know, how I talk about what my brand is and, yeah. and where I'm coming from and what is my vision. Um, you know, what yeah, it all starts with clarity. All yeah, of it. That's what is my our, why? What is my why? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Huh. Okay. Well, I know you've gone through a lot of changes too. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I was in the court, right? I, my background is corporate uh, 20 years as a shy, skeptical, negative engineer. So I broke free of that and did a complete 180. Uh, but it actually, what I did is I went, I got closer to my true self. I actually found my genius. I found my expertise. I found my passion and monetized it. I actually created a service out of it. Uh, so I, I just got closer to home, right? I well, stopped believing all the lies. Closer to home with COVID. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah, physically closer to home, but I got yeah. closer to this home right here. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and I think that probably opened it up for a lot of people is because yeah. um, by having to uh, shut down and, you know, um, stay in one place, meaning home, you know, whatever, yeah. we started realizing what was really important to us, you know, and that's family. That's, right. that's, that's the collaboration, the family, the, you know, um, who, who really matters. It's not the, 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 the greenbacks. It's not the, <laughs> you know, it's not yeah. making all the money that you can. Um, that's not what's really important. And I, think, and I think a lot of people started searching for themselves too. Exactly. They started wondering like, why am I in this job? Why am I in this career? Do I really, is this really my place? Is this my purpose? Is yes. this, is, does this fulfill my mission? Right. And that's what, that what, that's what brings us to the next um, statement that you said here. It's not what you do. Okay. You know, we've done yeah. for so many years working for big corporations and, you know, or, or little companies, but we've worked for other people. It's what we've done that has earned us our money. Okay. As opposed to um, our why and letting our why drive our revenue. Yeah. So that being mission sense. driven, not product driven. There's exactly, a difference. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and by focusing on what is close to our heart, what our why is, you know, everything else will fall into place. It will. And, and people don't believe that, but so everything's monetizable. That's the key. Everything's monetizable. So if you can make money doing everything, why would you ever start with what is profitable? What I get to do something to make money. No, no, no. Provide value to the world. And I promise you can monetize. It's going to come. That's exactly it. You know, um, and, and not only that, the world will be much better. <laughs> Yeah, you're exactly. much better. You know, I keep thinking, you know, of, of my why and why we do what I'm doing, what we are doing with Marketatomy Academy and Marketatomy, you know, and our why behind it and reducing the number of failed micro businesses. I think about, okay, what is the residual, the, the, the expanding effect that that's going to have not only on the U S but on the world. Okay. Um, that's right. if, if we can just do that, we're going to find ourselves in a stronger position nationally with our GDP and our labor force and stuff like that. 
but it's it's too easy to tax the citizens of the U.S. to make up the deficit in our GDP. You know, rather than let's take a look at the whole picture here. Yeah, but it's dangerous to empower people because uh, mm-hmm. what you're what you're talking about is empowering people to bring their gift to the world create value out of it, monetize it, right? And that's going to feed our economy. But boy, you're going to empower people. That's that governments typically don't like seeing that. No, Bigger corporations, right the now. oligarchy, they yeah. don't really they're not a big fan of empowerment of especially others. Especially right now, you know, with what they're going. But when I work with my clients, you know, and and they 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 come with a problem. They come with a problem. And they say, well, we need to look at this division or we need to do this or we need to do that. And because I take a very holistic approach, I say, are you sure that's what's really the problem? Because you need to get down and figure out what is the underlying issue. If you're not reaching your sales goals, if you're not reaching your revenue or if your revenue is dropping, it doesn't necessarily mean that your sales aren't doing their job. Okay, you got to look at what depends on those, you know, what all those dependent avenues are, you know, your, your revenue is dependent on sales. It's dependent on marketing. It's dependent on a viable service product or product. Uh, It's dependent on so many different things, streamlining, you know, uh, systems and methodologies. So you can't just put the blame on one area. And it's the same thing with what we're doing uh, economically with our nation. Okay. Um, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're looking at things and, and to me, they're concentrating too much on long-term and not enough on short-term. You know, when they start yeah. talking about global warming and everything else and all this money going into that, yes, we need to worry about that, but we need to get a, we need to get a handle on what's going on here, you know, first. Yeah. And, um, what you're talking about reminds me of there's an there's uh, something I learned recently. Like uh-huh. I I used to have knee pain, and what I learned was it was the shoes I was wearing causing the knee pain. So you would think, oh, there's something wrong with my knee, but that wasn't the case. It was because I, I was wearing what I call I call these now foot coffins or toe coffins, right? Because <laughs> they pretty much kill your feet. Yeah. So I don't wear sneakers as much anymore. I'm wearing different. I run in different things. I run barefoot essentially, uh, things like that, and my knee pain has gone away. So you're right. When you find a problem or a an effect, yeah, the cause might be somewhere else, exactly. and you've got to recognize that when you're in business. You and you do. You know, I I recently went through. Well, not recently. You know about my accident down in Brazil, and when I was going through my um uh, my recovery period or whatever, yeah. you know, I was struggling because they kept wanting me for my people. PTSD, okay, to go and talk to psychiatrists. Well, they always wanted to go back to my childhood. And I didn't have a very good childhood. I had accepted it. I had left it behind before the accident. And they kept saying, you know, well, you need to go back. And, you know, and I said, no, I don't. I was fine before the accident. I want to get back to where I was before the accident. Why do I have to do this? And, um, you know, one thing led to another. And then eventually what happened was we figured out that the underlying problem with me, okay, was the fact that I believed I could do anything. The mental was there, okay? Mm-hmm. But 
I wasn't willing to receive the rewards because I knew once I received and accepted, I would have to deliver. Yeah. So when you think about that underlying, um, the underlying issue, even in business, there's something there. Your, your customers are dropping through the gaps or, you know, where are they dropping through the gaps? You know, you need to ask your customers. You need to get feedback from your customers. That's right. You know, right. Um, you, you can't just assume you know what it is. Okay, this next one is where I put a big what. <laughs> okay, what is it? <laughs> New in business, skip the marketing. Ah, Okay, so, you know where I come from, so. Absolutely. So I'm going to preface this with there's nothing wrong with marketing. Yeah. Uh, I do want to clarify for people that are new in business, marketing at its purest form is an amplifier. It takes a message and it puts it, it's a directional amplifier. It puts it into a specific channel and it puts more eyeballs on it. It makes it louder. And that's beautiful. We need marketing 100%. What I see people doing though they look for the magic marketing pill. They're like, I don't want to work on my branding. I don't care about my sales conversion, right? I just want, where's, where's the easiest marketing thing I could find? And I just want to buy that and do it for me. They want, they want the magic pill. That's what I'm talking about. When you're new in business, stay away from the marketing magic pills. Work on your brand, which is your message. Then from your brand, if it's compelling enough and people are like, wow, that's interesting. I want to learn more. You can actually go right to the sales conversation. You can really skip the majority part of this impersonal paid marketing and go and start getting your clientele going, start getting testimonials, start doing all the stuff that you can now feed into a real marketing plan. That's, that's really what I'm talking about. It's right back to the clarity. Okay. Getting clear on what your message is, what your purpose is, your why is once you people want to skip that. That's the problem. A lot of new business owners want to skip that and you can't skip that. Otherwise you're amplifying garbage. You can go do all the marketing stuff you want, but it's going to be confusing and weird and garbage. And then it's not going to work. Once you, once you've got that clear message, that, that clear purpose in mind, it's easy for you to talk. It's easy for you to convert customers because that passion comes up. Correct. You know, and that passion is what drives them. The, the passion is what draws them in, you know. Correct. Um, yeah, when you said skip the marketing, you know, <laughs> marketing is an umbrella, okay? Yeah. Marketing is a, a, a totalitarian umbrella that incorporates advertising, sales, networking, you know, everything. Because when you think about it, marketing is that branding effort. It is that branding yeah. effort, um, you know, and then you've got different ways of marketing is what right. you've got. So, yeah. but no, I take, I, the more, I, I take the more pure form of marketing where it's branding, marketing sales is your client acquisition funnel or, yeah. you know, pipeline. So I, I kind of like to separate sales and branding out because they're so huge by themselves. Even if you don't have a marketing channel, for example, or you're not using, you know, ads or a group or, uh, networking or something special. If you just have a good message and you know how to do a, have a sales conversation, you can, you can like pretty much, and, and that, and if that falls under your umbrella marketing, that's fine. But I, I like to kind of piece them apart have, to make you it easier. Can't have sales without marketing. You can't have marketing without sales. You know, they, ha- they, they are interdependent upon each other. 
you yes. know, um, sales is from the door out. The, you know, that's your man on the street type, you know, yeah. of, of form of marketing, I guess you could say it. You know, marketing itself, that's yeah. the branding. That's the, you know, that's the message that's, that you're putting out there that the salespeople rely on to convert. You know, so yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to, um, you do one without the other. It's hard to do one without the other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So we, we must cure yams disease. Oh, yams disease. That's right. Wow. That's, that's, um, it's, it's an affliction of networking circles. You see it when you go networking and the problem is it's very contagious. You know, you think COVID's bad. This is really contagious in networking. So here's how you know if someone has Yams disease. They present themselves like this. Hi, I'm Josh. I am in Orlando. I am in, I, I am in branding. I am looking for this kind of prospect. I am, I am, I am, I am. And that's all they say. It's just, I am, I am, I am, I am. Yeah. That's Yams disease. Oh, you need, so, to do, you need to do a, a little meme on that. <laughs> you need to do I've done I've done some that. videos and stuff on that. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> oh, I love it. I love yeah. that. Ah. Yeah, because <laughs> look, all that stuff we're going to list, you know, I'll, when we list our name and our title, our borrow title, our business name, our pro, all that stuff on a first impression, no yeah. one cares about that stuff. That's not what you want to be leading with. That's wasted airtime when you have 60 seconds to give a networking pitch. Forget about the yams. Well, and, and plus, you don't have to meet everybody the first time you go or in no. one sitting. You know, um, they, they, they talk about different ways of networking, you know, from one yeah. corner of the room to the other corner, you know, that, that type deal. First of all, business cards are going by the wayside. Yeah, this is okay. a Now you've got anymore. the electronic no, business cards, you know, <laughs> things like that. Okay. Secondly, um, if you try and meet with everybody, okay, Chances are you are going to be so exhausted. <laughs> I call it sales fatigue is what it is. You know, mm-hmm. um, you're going to be so exhausted and you're not going to remember half of what's said. What I do is a rule of thumb. You know, I'll pick maybe two, three people that I want to meet. And then I'm going to be back next time. And the next time I come back, I'll meet two, three more. Yeah. Okay, Networking is not a one-time event, you know. No. So, but when you, know. you have your 60 seconds, when, you, when you're in front of, let's say, the entire group, how you present yourself in those 60 seconds is the difference between burning another business first impression and having people actually approach you to learn more. And there's ways to do that 60 seconds that really are powerful versus I am, I am, I am, I am, which no one cares about. Huh, very all, all ego based. Yeah. yeah. When I, when I get in front of a group, you know, or when I'm talking to somebody and they ask me, you know, what do you do? You know? And I said, well, you know, I'm a business growth strategist. I work with micro businesses to build, help them build that infrastructure around their product or service offering that will help them succeed, you know, and that's it, yeah. you know, that is it because that's all I'm doing. I'm showing them how to build that infrastructure in order to brand themselves, in order to brand their product or service offering, to clarify the message, whatever needs to be done. You know, they've got a good product or service. They just don't know how to build a business around it. Right, right. You get that, you get that blueprint. You've got the, the, how do you put this together? You're the instruction booklet. Like everyone's got these pieces of business. 
and you you've got the instructions you're holding the the most important thing well basically what it is is a lot of these micro business where do i start what do i do next you know what's the next thing i got to do that's where i bring the sequencing in i bring that sequencing in and help them understand here's what you need to do first you need to focus on this first you know that type deal so so you're 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 a left foot right foot okay take your step left foot step with your right foot step with and before they know it they're walking and then they're running that's exactly it you know and they don't realize how far they've gone but that left foot right foot you might have to take a little bit of a pivot depending on what's up a front that's okay because you're balanced you're actually now you can change course and stuff so you know what you are you're a running coach for business owners that's all you're doing you teach people how to walk you teach people how to walk then run then run isn't that yeah is that's really what you do so how you do it is with all the details and the, and the structure of running a business, but yeah. you're just, you just teach them how to walk then run. That's what you do. <laughs> just great. Anyway, you said identity is a responsibility if we don't want to be labeled incorrectly. Yeah. Yeah. We have to choose. We, we, people's, people are like, well, it's not that you get to choose your own identity. You have to choose your own identity, which is what you stand for. It's really kind of what, what you stand for. It answers the question, what are you? Not who are you and not what do you do, but it answers the question, what are you? Because if you don't choose your own identity, if you don't choose what what your life and your business is going to mean long-term, you're going to get labeled. You're going to get labeled with, let's say you sell insurance. You're just going to be another insurance person, another insurance agent. And that label is not going to serve you because there's 50 million insurance agents in the world, right? Or whatever your business is. So you've got to create your own identity, which is your unique version of how you're bringing your genius to the world, of how you're serving your clients. There's something unique about you, something that, some genius, something you have. You've got to, you've got to create that identity around that. Otherwise, you're going to get labeled as a commodity. That's no good. I call myself the business birthing specialist. There I think, you go. I think that, like that says what it is that we do, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, that, that, that brand you build around yourself, and again, we're getting back to you're branding yourself, not your company. Yes, exactly. Not your product or anything like that. You know, Apple right. is a product brand, but Apple mm-hmm. is also known by um, Steve Jobs and Wozniak Jobs. and all those folks. Yeah. <laughs> and Steve Jobs is that that um, brand behind Apple because of his imagination with with his his. Um, the way that he was able to come up with different ideas. So at that point, yes, even though we're buying Apple, we're buying that creativity, that, that, that um, ability to think outside the box. So we're buying. Yeah, and I tell you what, when, you're, when your company, when your company gets to a you know, $500 billion valuation, you can brand your company too. That's fine. Yeah. But if you're, if you're a micro business, yeah. You're yeah. branding you. You are the face of your company. You are the heart of your company. You are the soul of your company. Yeah. I saw an interview just yesterday of Microsoft's um, Microsoft's owner. What's his name? <laughs> the original owner or the, the current CEO? The, the, Bill Gates? Yeah, Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I just saw an interview with him, and I can't remember who it was with, but they were talking to him about... When he started his business, and even now, what does he, where does he think his, his, what was going through his mind? Was it 
to become the biggest computer, you know, that type deal or anything like that. And he said, no, he says, I was a programmer. He says, I was a software programmer. I wanted to do software programming. It just so happens that what I programmed ended up catching on, you know, that type deal. So he came in from a different position with his business, not necessarily to make a bunch of money. That's not what he was originally trying to do, but it ended up being that, you know? Yeah. So, you know, you've got to, you've got to get to the the base. You got to get. He was purpose driven. Yeah. Yeah, You've got to be purpose driven. And, you know, I can't emphasize how much that purpose is what drives and converts. That purpose is what's going to convert. It's not going to be your product. It's not going to be your service. It's going to be you and your passion. So that's right. Because behind you, your product and your service for most people, it's a commodity. It can be easily duplicated by someone else. But what can't be duplicated is you, your purpose, your stand, your story, your mission, your vision. All yeah. your uniqueness can't be duplicated. Well, you're the soul behind your business. You That's know, it. Your yeah. soul behind the business. And if that isn't going to come out, then, you know, it's it's just. You're a commodity. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it, you know. So, all right. Yeah. So how can people get a hold of you? Easiest way is through my website, joshzeppis.com, or find me on social media because I'm very active there, uh, at joshzeppis on all kinds of social media and I'm the only one with that name. So don't worry. You won't get confused by anyone else. <laughs> so you're, you're on LinkedIn, right? Yeah. LinkedIn, Facebook. Okay. Yeah. All righty. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and put that into the transcript so that we have it. If anybody wants to see it. Um, Perfect. Once this airs, it will be out on all of our streaming platforms and it will be um, also on YouTube. So you can Yay. get a hold of it. Yes. So, um, well, that's it, guys. I want to thank you all for joining us today. And thank you once again, Josh. Make sure My to pleasure. leave a review on whatever podcast delivery platform you are on today or go to the Charged Up Studio Facebook page and leave a review there. If you want to learn more about the different topics or skill sets associated with growing a successful business, visit our online learning platform, marketatomy.academy. I look forward to talking with you once again next week for another exciting episode where small businesses get charged up for success. Thank you once again. Talk to you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.